Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kane and King Oh, Shut yourselves in for a very big Fireball Friday. On the McCafe menu today, our official coffee partner, we have got Friday First Thoughts, who's in the gun on prelim final weekend, the AFLPA CEO, CEO Paul Marsh has done a landmark deal between the AFL and the players that has finally been sorted and the players, both AFL and AFLW, are the big winners. North Melbourne legend Dennis Pagan, he knows a little bit about prelim final weekend, the Friday agenda and AFL.com.au's Riley Beveridge for all the latest news. We'd love for you to get involved. As always, the lines are open, one 736 736 As I am joined... By officially, drum roll please, if there's one out the back, the best opinion analysis individual in football, David King. Kingy, good morning and a big congratulations on a From everyone at SEN yeah. and Fox Footy, we know, we just just relax for Here a bit. We, we know how much, no, I'm just let me be serious for two seconds. We know how much work goes into what you do and, and how passionate you are about what you do and uh, we're lucky that we get to do it every Friday. So congratulations. It's a huge award. You've knocked off some big names, including Gary Lyon, who got a commendable mention. So congratulations, mate. must have been a good night. It was a good night. It was a lot of fun. It is nice to get something on the way every now and then, Cordy. Yeah. But um, no, I think we've – when you look at footy the way we do and we try to and try and, I don't know, look a bit deeper than, than most and we get enormous support from Fox with the – the lab rats behind the scenes. I think Lee Montagna has been a, a fantastic uh, addition over the last couple of years to Fox Footy and working with you on a Friday, even though at the time I wasn't aware there was a radio component to the award. So <laughs> well, I didn't well, really hey, think. Hey, <laughs> I didn't really. Hang on. <laughs> we buried the lead here. No, well, we didn't really bury so, it because it was made. I was made aware of it immediately <laughs> by a couple in the room. <laughs> So, so I just yeah. want to. So it was a. This is the judging. It was a hotly contested category. Kingy knows the field with his forensic breakdown of games, players, and tactics. He makes excellent use of the modern television tools. He's very well researched and presents engagingly at least twice. He correctly anticipated key developments in the season before anyone else. A groundbreaker. So I'm assuming we got a big mention. No, you Bible didn't get Friday. mentioned. Yeah. I mean, because we've, we've built you, <laughs> yeah. like we've single-handedly built you and SEN and Jared on a Monday. Uh, I'm sure you thank Jared and Sammy and, and all the producers, Ross, no. at SEN. Well, I knew I could leave Jared out safely because he nominated himself for another seven <laughs> awards. I knew he'd get something. <laughs> um, and he'd be fine. I didn't mention you. Uh, because I said I didn't know that there was a radio component, so you didn't it was, want to get it, booed. It's That's why you no, just didn't want to get no, booed. No, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of you. Um, but when I, I it's, it's I was always doing like the high tower from uh, from um, police, police academy. academy. Do one of his speeches get him just go. 
thanks, and run, and run <laughs> off. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun. It was a good night, actually. It was, uh, it was, it was and what uh, happened after? So this is what a lot of people of, of our audience, tradies on the way to work, would be interested in. Was it a big night? Did you stick around? Who yeah. was in good form? Yeah, no, stuck around. Uh, get on the beers. Well, yeah, did get on the beers. Uh, no, everyone just sort of... Uh, Relaxes. It's it's a strange one because I, I used to go a few years ago and then I sort of lost a bit of interest because mm. most of the time the people in the room bash you for six months, then you've got to go and have a drink with them. Well, that, well, that's yeah, what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a good year. Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Let, let's be nice to each other for a night. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the evening got off to a fly when Rowan Connolly fell off the stage as the first speaker. He, oh. it, was about, it was about a four foot drop. He just fell. Just gone. Is that right? Yeah. He, luckily, he was okay. Um, but it was one of those things that just just sort of set the scene. But guys like uh, Brian Taylor were recognised with 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 life service and um, Kleiny. Oh, Kleiny was was fantastic. It's just great because those sort of people they they just put so much work into into what they do. And I think Kleiny's a star with his, mm. you know, one of the gun snappers in um, in, in AFL footy or the, the 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 number one if you like. Um, so fair fair um, um for Tom Morris and and what he has done like for. I mean, the, the comeback story from that is is interesting in itself, isn't it? Like the work yeah. that's gone into him personally, and the work that he's done on himself for twelve months and stepping away. And I know, you know even still, you'll get some text messages through and, and people disagreeing with all of that, and that's fair. And and Tom will cop that. But the story on Damien Harvick was the story of the year, and for him, from where he had been, and it was rock bottom from a professional sense, to come back and win that Alf Brown Award, that must have been a you know, not a highlight, but a, a, a story was. that's uh, a, it was that, a highlight. Yeah, well, a highlight. There's a story that I think we're prepared to you know forgive and give people second opportunities if they do the work, and he's done that. And I think it was you know such a a, a well deserved award that he won. Uh, the, his speech was amazing. Was it incredibly humble? He yeah. he he basically said, look. He's he's uh, very appreciative of a second opportunity, albeit in a narrow field at the moment. He's only he's only mm. pigeonholed into a few spots. Mm. He understands that there'll be some that will never forgive him, and and that's their right, and that he's not going to not going to sway those people. But I think in footy we're pretty forgiving. I think yeah. in life we're pretty forgiving of someone who's made a blue puts their hand up. I don't know of anyone that's paid a bigger price than Tom. Really, mm. I mm. mean he's he's had to go and start his life again in a professional sense. Um, so to hear him speak like that and with real emotion uh, was terrific. And that's a tough room. When you want to talk like that, that's a tough room mm-hmm. to deliver that that sort of chat. But when he won the Elf Brown, he was genuinely shocked. Uh, so it's nice to see someone that yeah. maybe didn't know that award was coming. It's a bit like the All-Australians, you know, like if you see people in the room, you go, oh, he must have won something, you know, he's been told. He's been <laughs> well, you told just told us you, you haven't gone for five years. And you, you, Mick Neal rang. You, made, you must have known you were getting something. <laughs> Mick Neal said, you got to go. I've only had about three calls from Mick in about five years. I thought, oh, no, what have I done? What have, what have I done now? The, uh, other, no. the other couple haven't gone real well. <laughs> oh, well, it's magnificent. Uh, so well-deserving. Um, Good fun. And you can uh, give Kingy your congratulations on the no, uh, I'm, uh, insurance open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 This is a scramble for A to B, a transformation, three layers of AI-powered security. Contact A to B, tritanium.com. What about the new? And we're going to speak to Paul Marsh, which I'm looking forward to. Yes. He's done a he's done a he's done a big deal for the players. Like it's just huge, uh, and also for the AFLW. Like this is incredible how fast they have got this bigger for the men's comp from, or bigger for the women's comp. Do you oh, think the deal? I think 
I think probably bigger for the women's. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm looking at it in 2017, the average player pay for the AFLW was ten thousand. Yeah. By 2027, the average is going to be 82, and that doesn't include their additional services agreement. So there's going to be a lot of players earning. What's your making your first year, Cornsy? Uh, this is what I wanted to bring up with you, Kingy. So I was a second round draft pick in 2000, and it was 27,000. 27. And did it matter Standard. how many games you played? Plus match payments. What? Well, my, my, mine was 1994. Yeah, I think I played 19 games for the year and got 21. <laughs> <laughs> and then they took out, I had to pay for my own club tracksuit, my, my, own, my own suit that I had to wear to the games. <laughs> I reckon I walked out with about, I reckon the, the suits must have been really expensive back then. <laughs> I, re- I reckon Steve Rieger, who's one of the greats, one of the great people from North Melbourne, I think he saw that as an opportunity <laughs> to get some money back out of us. I reckon I walked out with about 15 grand. <laughs> Gave so, a, ki- a kidney, a lung, and oh, so fifteen grand. I was, it was interesting because <laughs> just just um, I was on Twitter and Dad sent out a tweet and he he tw- tweeted the article to this thing and he said, "Do you ever get the feeling you played in the wrong era?" And then that afternoon, I walked into the office at SCNSA and one of my favourite football people was Blighty. Like you could just get stuck talking footy with Blighty forever. Like he's so engaging, he loves the game. He's you know quick to pump himself up, which I think is endearing, and he does it in an endearing way, which we love. But he, I got talking about this, and he, he, just, he was just sort of scratching his head. He said, like, geez, did you see the deal that the players have done? I said, Blighty, what, did, what, you know, what was your biggest deal? Like, he's a star. Like, he did everything. Coleman, Brownlow, he's a legend in the, in the Hall of Fame. He said, you know what, Kane? I was the highest paid player in the game one year. He said, I signed a four-year deal for $36,000. And he goes, it was... Uh, you know, not many people got four years back then, but I got a four-year deal for thirty-six thousand. And then Lee Matthews, the following year, signed a four-year deal for forty thousand per year, and then he right? knocked me off as the highest-paid player. That would have been like seventies. Yeah, well, he said it was big. Like he said, it was big. He said it pre- he thought it sort of equated to about three hundred thousand. Now, now, no you way, might, no way. You- in Melbourne in the seventies, and there's there's some. Uh, Older people listening this morning, Melbourne yeah. buying a house in Melbourne in the seventies. I reckon you'd build, you'd nearly buy, buy one for twenty grand in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. He, he's effectively signed a two house per year deal. Try and so do he, that. Well, he was on current figures, it. that'd be four million. <laughs> he, he was downplaying it, thinking you know it was it was a really good deal. But geez, what would he earn? Like what would he earn now? Like a Blight or a Lee Matthews? Well, I guess it would be in the category of a, a Nick Dacos. He's probably. I don't know, probably better. Those those that have watched Blighty play, where would he sit in terms of the pay structure now? But by 2027, the average AFL player is going to earn 519000 There's a lot of other additional benefits to that. I think the big winner out of this is going to be Thursday night football. Yeah. So the allowance for that, which is just, going to be great for us. Just before you leave the pay structure, I remember Wayne was earning a million, yeah. I reckon, mid-90s. And I think the salary cap was about... Five million. It wasn't. It was a large percentage. So what were the rest getting? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> we were was that public for, knowledge? Playing for the love group. of the game. <laughs> was that public knowledge amongst um, the players? Yeah. Well, we, I don't know if we. I don't think we. If we, uh, we, we weren't aware of the exact figure, but we knew it was big. Um, but he was so generous. It didn't. It, mm. it would never. It never impacted us. Put it that way. Mm. But I, I do. I do remember one time. And Greg Miller will be. 
He'll either be listening or be told about this. But Greg Miller, they ran into a bit of salary cap problems in, I think it was, might have even been 98 or 99. And we signed Ricky Olorenshaw and David Kelthorpe, and they both tore the hamstring off the bone at the start of the season. So you have to pay these guys. Yeah. When they're injured, they get the injury payments. And we were going to be 120 grand over the salary cap. So Greg thought it was a good idea for the top dozen paid players to take like a $10,000 hit each, right? Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when, like you're saying, when the ratios are the way they are. Anyhow, all I recall is that we had to walk into, it might have been Jeff Walsh's office back in those days, we had to walk into Jeff Walsh's office and Wayne was sitting there on the desk saying, what are you doing walking in here? How are you in the top 12? <laughs> he told Johnny Blake he had the wrong office. <laughs> and we are all saying, mate, you just should absorb the whole 120. Why don't you just take the whole 120 and we can oh, all move on? Just take, you just take the 10% pay cut. That'll get us <laughs> over the line. That. My parents' house in East Brunswick, 1970, $9,000. Oh, you're kidding. That's what I'm talking about. Bloody was paid three houses worth. Guys, it's all relative to inflation. Look at what the cost of living was like back then compared to now, says Mickey. Um, congrats, Kingy, best analyst in the game, but I saw a photo of him suit shopping at the men's club no. with Timberlands on the other day. Get rid of them, Kingy. Uh, Were you men's suit club, shopping for the night? No, we, they give us some fresh gear every now and then. Not for the night. Jack, no, that's Jack not right. doesn't think you should Jack's wearing just give, the, Jack's Jack just doesn't an angle. think you're wearing the right footwear. Finding an angle. I wasn't wearing them with a suit. Kingy, who plays on Charlie Cameron this week? So we'll, we'll, we'll do all this, okay, a little bit later on. So I might park that Can text. I, We've got... What I want to hear from this morning, right, are people yeah. finding their way to Brisbane, Carlton yep. fans who are, that are on the road, planes, trains, automobiles, how they, however they're doing it. We're going to have a chat to a young fella we ran into last night at the Crown when we did the uh, the picks live from the, the mm. audio hub there at Crown with Miles Fitzner. There was a young bloke there named Ethan Miller, I think his name was, from Mill Park, and he was finding his way via train to Sydney, flying to the Gold Coast. He's having his family grab him at the Gold Coast. He's spending a night with them, and then he's off to the footy tomorrow. Yep. They're driving him to Brisbane. It's cost him about a thousand bucks to do it all round trip, and I thought, what a beauty! He was looking as fresh as a daisy at seven o'clock last night. I reckon he'll be he'll be feeling awful now, as he just pulls into Sydney. We're going to give him a ring later. Yep. So if you are listening to Fireball Friday, if you're making your way somewhere to watch the footy in Brisbane, I had a chat to a couple of people on Monday. Some are going to Byron Bay, and with prices, they were trying to sort of divert their way and get there as cheaply as possible. We'd love to hear from you. And Stuart has said, is this show pre-recorded? News of Richmond's coach was announced last night. His name is Adam Uze. Of course, we are going to get to that. We like to do the the light stuff early on, and then yeah. we get into the meaty stuff we'll a little bit later seven. on. But um, we will absolutely ask the Richmond fans if they're happy with their new coach, and we'll give you our thoughts on that as well. It is Fireball Friday. We are locked and loaded this morning. Friday first thoughts in the gun. Paul Marsh is going to join us. Dennis Pagan, the legend, doesn't he know a lot about finals? The Friday agenda, Riley Beveridge. But right now, if you are making your way to Brisbane, we would love to hear from you. And how are the nerves if you are a supporter of one of the four teams left prelim final weekend, the best weekend in the game? Don't forget my cruises, Friday FOMO offer is going to be announced today. Stick around to hear that later in the show. And we will continue the scramble next for A to B Tritanium. That revolutionizes business digital security. Um, you can say goodbye to usernames and passwords with innovative user logins. Fireball Friday, back after this. Kane and King Fire.
And now, it's time for Dumb Sh** I Heard This Week. Say that bullshit. Say that again. Say that bullshit. Well, I must admit I struggled to come up with much dumb stuff I heard this week, but our audience is switched on. If they've heard something, they will let us know. The IMR Insurance open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What's some dumb shies and you've heard this no, week? Can can you I've got a couple for you. Hey, what about Koshy? Can I just play a little bit of Koshy this week? I'm not, I'm not doing a Warren Tread, Ray. I'm not. I'm just, I just well, I, think this is incredibly dumb shies. I've got to ask you, was it a mistake to re-sign Ken Hinckley before you went out in straight sets? Um, no, it wasn't. You think we should sack a coach who has the second best win-loss record uh, in the league over four years? He's got the best record over four years. It's the league's second best record over four years. Is there anyone in their right mind that thinks that, that the second best record over four years is Ken Inkley's? Well, the home and away record <laughs> is what he was probably trying to, trying to say. Well, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Kingy. Is that what he was trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's straight into the dumb shows for me. When's he coming on? Is he coming back on with us? We've tried to get him. He's our man, Koshy. What's happened? We got a problem. Do we have a problem? Is he ignoring? Is he avoiding me? Well, I don't know. I, I haven't been the one putting the calls in mm. to try and get him. But we have can made ring contact. Him? Can you ring him? If you I rang him, ring. he'd come on next week. Let, let Let's try and get him on next week. I'm sure when the dust settles a little bit, and tell um, him not to go with that line that he just that we just played. He's got to find. Are you it. gonna Are you gonna call Kenny Kenny Average again? <laughs> maybe Maybe he heard you with Jared call Kenny. Kenny Average. He said he's a good average coach. He's called him Kenny Average. <laughs> you've, you've gone with Kenny Average, and then you want us to get the chairman of the no. Adelaide Footy Club on we a couple can... of days later. Well, hey, mate, don't worry. We have a few issues with who we try and get on that you've offended in the past. No, so no welcome to my world. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> we can't get anyone from North Melbourne, Richmond. Uh, Gee whiz. The Bulldogs. I'm not sure. <laughs> Richmond signed a coach. We can't talk to anyone. Uh, <laughs> Did you see the news.com article during the week? No, I didn't. Top 45 free agents. Oh. You know what it reminded me of, don't you? It, re- it reminded me of old mate G. Healy. We're going to begin <laughs> the program by discussing and listing the top stories of the year. Six hours later. Number 35, Kane. <laughs> the ongoing and prolific battles of Kane Corns. <laughs> Number 35. And he still didn't have the main one. We did. So we we've, got, have... <laughs> we've actually got 36. <laughs> um, <laughs> Without anything right. from the finals. <laughs> We're going to straighten up. What we are wanting to hear from you is anyone who's making their way to Brisbane or how you are feeling about the footy tonight. This one from Bucky. Good morning, Kane and Kingy. I'm so bloody excited for tonight. I'm taking my boys up to the big smoke to watch their first final, and I can't wait to see the looks on their faces when we enter the G and hear the roar of the Collingwood faithful. Ooh. It is a fairy tale script, and the pies get up. It will be a night to remember. And either way, it'll be a memory of theirs for life. Great. Go Pies, Great says text. Bucky. What's the best prelim final you've been to? Give us your thoughts, 0433981116. There's been some absolute rippers, and hopefully that is the case again starting tonight. And can the Blues do it? Tell us about that. This is Fireball Friday and SEM Breakfast. It's all thanks to Melbourne Airport Parking. Nothing meets Melbourne Airport's terminal parking. Book online and for Brandt, be best on ground with your Brandt John Deere dealer. The man who called Ken Hinckley Kenny Average is off to get a McCafe coffee from the McCafe. We'll be back after the news headlines.